Hello, my friends. Welcome. My name is Joe. This is The Joe Martino Show. We are six weeks, eh, maybe seven weeks away from the end of the year. It's time to start thinking about the part of our body that we tend to not think about a lot, our brain, our mindset, and how we're going to use it to finish the year and start next year. Let's kick it off. This is The Joe Martino Show. You're listening to The Joe Martino Show, a podcast dealing with all things emotional, relational, and human nature. Joe is a licensed counselor in the state of Michigan, specializing in relationship therapy. He is also the author of the book, The Emotionally Secure Couple. All advice offered in this episode is offered for entertainment and educational purposes only. Enjoy the show. Okay, so let's talk about, man, we are at November. We're almost done with the year. We're down to roughly six weeks left in the year. Uh, the day that this comes out will be Veterans Day. Uh, thank you to all the veterans, those of you who served and came home. I know sometimes people get confused on that. Memorial Day is the day that we remember those that uh, did not come home. Not that it's wrong to remember them on Veterans Day, but Veterans Day is specifically for uh, those who did come home, those who served their country. And we are coming up to Thanksgiving, which is one of my favorite holidays. This is one of my favorite times of year. I love the winding down of the year. I love the fall. I love the cooler temperatures. I don't like cold. I used to like cold, but now that it, as I get older, my arthritis gets more developed. Uh, the cold does negatively affect that comfort. But I love this time of year. It's a great time for us to sit back and be thankful. When, when I really, one of the things I love about Thanksgiving is there is not a emphasis on gift giving. There's no post on Facebook about what you should or shouldn't give your kids because of what other people can or cannot give their kids. There's nothing on Facebook about how well we do this, so you should too. There is a little bit of, you know, some political stuff or, you know, hey, blah, blah, blah. But when it's done right, it's an opportunity to step back and be grateful and to think through what it is that you're thankful for in your life. And in a year like we've had this year, it's so vitally important because thankfulness, being thankful, embracing uh, gratitude, it actually helps us deal with a lot of the types of things that we've had to deal with this year. When you find yourself in a situation that feels like you're stuck, i.e. COVID, as you step back, and are grateful and thankful, you are able to actually change how your brain processes what's going on to, on around you. Being grateful, being intentionally grateful, actually rewires your brain. It changes how your brain works. And one of the realities of that is that also means if we're ungrateful, that changes how our brain works. And so I want to talk about the benefits of gratitude Thanksgiving week. I think that's like the 23rd or the 25th uh, of thanks of, of November. And so that episode will be about how does gratitude change our brain? How does it help us to be better people? How does it actually uh, help us to be better set up for better health? That's something that we're going to talk about then. Before I get into what we're actually going to talk about today, 
I do want to remind you that Saturday the 21st, so the Saturday before Thanksgiving, I am doing a uh, Zoom presentation uh, for the survivors of uh, suicide, for, tho- for those of people who have survived death by suicide with a loved one, a close personal friend, you can reach out to our office on how to register. It's not an event that we're doing. West Michigan survivors of suicide are the, are the ones who are actually um, putting it up, who, who are actually doing it. Per, are not, they're not doing it, but they're, they're putting it together. They're presenting it. They're hosting it. It's actually a national event. Uh, a lot of different chapters of that organization across the country will be doing it. You can register for free. So it's a free event. You can watch it from the comfort of your home. You can get up on a Saturday morning, brew yourself some good coffee, uh, fry up some eggs and bacon and a Thomas's English muffin, uh, sit down and watch the show from your home and, and hopefully find some useful information. If you've never been touched by suicide, I think there will be some useful information there for you. Uh, for my friends who have survived uh, a loved one's death by suicide, I really think this could be a great resource for you. Uh, if you go to WMSOSL.com, WM sosl.com you can register for free there if you have any trouble reach out to us call that organization they will help you we will help you i've been in touch with jim their director uh, regularly over the last few days and we're looking forward to that event coming up of course because of covid and the cases rising the way they are we are in a place where we are going to be completely virtual and so we're going to um do it completely virtually, so that will change the flavor of it a little bit. But uh, hopefully it will be a uh, helpful event for anyone who's been touched by suicide. Okay, so once again, that's WMSOSL.com. All right, so then what are we going to talk about today? Actually, what we're going to talk about is a little bit, I'm actually very hesitant to talk about it. Uh, To be honest, there's some anxiety for me. I want to talk about what happens when we're not grateful. What happens to our brain? How does our brain run uh, well, not how does our brain run? What happens when our brain runs in a negative way on repeat? And I want to talk about a conversation I had with someone about how my business started and why he believed his wouldn't start and, and how I have observed his life from a distance, what, what, what I've seen and how I see that regularly with certain people with a certain mindset. And I want to talk to you today about your mindset, which is something, it, it amazes me how many people are uncomfortable with the idea of being challenged that their mindset has more to do with their life than their circumstances. And yet, I believe that's 100% true. Something that I like to consider a lot is crisis will reveal character. One of the things that I used to tell people when I did trainings for a local mental hospital was you will hear people tell you that this will bring out the best and the worst of you. And I would often tell them something that my training supervisor shared with me is I don't agree with that. I actually believe it will just reveal who you are. It won't bring out the worst in you, and it won't bring out the best in you. It'll just reveal who you are, and if you don't like who you are, i.e. the worst of you, you'll have to change that. If you do like who you are when it's revealed, then you'll need to keep building that person. And, and that is, I believe, true of life. 
when when you know the proverbial messy fluid hits the fan, as the saying somewhat goes, it doesn't bring out the worst in you. It doesn't bring out the best in you. It just reveals who you are, and who you are is is dictated by your mindset. There's a fascinating book. I've mentioned it before. I would encourage you to read it. How to Succeed When You're Supposed to Fail. And he talks about how psychology used to just say, whatever's wrong with you, you just have to live with it. But they had this huge problem that 30%, that's three out of 10, one out of three, 30% of people would get better for no apparent reason. And what they came up with was their mindset was different, period. And then there are some other things that are helpful, like a satellite, that's a person who kind of mentors you or, or, or helps you along. But your mindset literally sets almost all of your life. Because here's what happens. Think about this. If, if we know, so some researchers who are way smarter than me said, hey, if, if we know that being grateful wires your brain a certain way, if, if we know that you take two minutes each night to write down three things that you're thankful for that happened that day or five things, that in 21 days it will change your brain composition in 45 days, it will change your habits of thinking. And in 66 days, it'll change your habits. If we know that, then what does being negative and ruminating, continually elevating on negative things do? If what's the, What happens when we do the opposite of being grateful? And let's talk about that for a minute. There is a ton of ways that we do that. There are people that look at people who are successful and they're jealous. And we live in a society where we now kind of get down on our knees and worship feelings. And so if I feel jealous, well, it's not my fault that I feel jealous. Then what? Is there an alien with a, a magical gun behind your head? That, that That's what's causing you to feel jealous? You choose the jealousy. A couple weeks ago, and we're gonna, I'm going to do a whole episode on this, but a couple weeks ago on my... Uh, on my pot, on my Facebook page, my personal Facebook page, I put up a thing that said, remember, no one makes you angry. You chose to respond with anger. And it was interesting to me to watch the responses because there was many people who defended their right to be angry. And, and many of my religious friends, many of my more conservative friends were like, no, 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 no. anger is just an emotion. And, and I told them I agree. And I said, I think you're missing the word respond but there's a difference. Here, here's the actual thing that I wanted to say to them, but I was like, nope, I'm going to wait for a podcast episode. There's a difference between feeling angry and responding with anger because that's true of all of our emotions. There's a difference in feeling a stab of jealousy and responding with jealousy. I enjoy hunting. I hope I don't lose any listeners over this. I try to stay away from things that could cost me listeners because I believe that the objective of this podcast is higher than me sharing with you uh, my personal preferences or positions. However, I, this story uh, is something I need to share because it helps illustrate this point. I have a friend who also enjoys hunting and who has better land to hunt than I do. He regularly sees a, a better variety of, of species. And he'll send me pictures because he wants to celebrate. And there are times when I'm sitting in a pouring down rainstorm and all I'm seeing is little itty bitty animals that, that aren't going to really go into my freezer for very much. There's a stab of jealousy. There is a, ugh. And yet, 
I, to this point, knock on wood, so I'm knocking on my head. You can't see me, but I'm knocking on my head. I've always responded intentionally with celebration. Hey, man, that's awesome. Congratulations. Well, Joe, I have to feel authentic, and I have to be authentic. No, you don't. Authentic, we get authentic. I really, truly believe we get authenticity wrong. Authenticity is responding appropriately even when you don't feel like responding appropriately. That's authentic. That's being true to myself. I can be true to myself in the, in the petty moment, but that's not who I want to be. So when I start ruminating on, on, on things, on jealousy, on ungratefulness, on how hard my life is, on how hard 2020's been, on all the things we've lost because of COVID, I'm actually wiring my brain to be more negative. I'm actually creating a deficit in my cognitive processing. So a number of years ago, we started this business. I had one partner. A year later, we added another partner. A couple years later, we bought them out. And they still worked for us for a couple of years. Um, we moved to employees. And a couple of years ago, I was, I was talking to an employee, trying to get to know me as a new employee. Uh, he would do things that, that did not seem overly wise to me. For instance, he would stand right outside the door and vape. Uh, to the door to the building. And if you want to vape, I'm not here to judge. If you're an adult, I'm not here to judge you. I just don't think you should do it five feet away from a door of a building. In part, because it's just rude to other people. Michigan law actually states you're supposed to be 30 feet away. But if you're a therapist, standing where your clients are going to walk through or other people's clients from your company are going to walk through, it doesn't make sense to me. So I wanted to get to know this guy. I wanted to start talking to him. And we got to talking about how he thinks, you know, he really wanted to start his own practice. And I was like, well, you know, what's keeping you from that? And, well, I just don't have the opportunities that you had. And I was like, really? What were my opportunities? He's like, well, you started this. I was like, yeah. So you had to have money. Nope. I borrowed $2,000 at 25% interest. Now, I did have favorable payback terms in that I didn't have to make a payment for a year. But I borrowed $2,000. I had a partner. We, we rented a space that was like $550 a month, uh, just a hole in the wall closet. And we built our practice. And one of the things that I've learned over the years is people will say to my wife and I, oh, I want to practice like yours. And I often think, no, you don't, because we're the first ones in. We're the last ones out uh, regularly for like eight, for like three years. I, I did 42 clients a week. Uh, which is a lot in the counseling world. And some of you are like, well, I work 42 hours. Right, but 42 clients is more than 42 hours worth of work. And I'm not saying that someone else has to do it. I'm not even saying someone else has to create this. My point is the conversation that I had with this guy, everything that I was like, well, why don't you go do that? He was like, well, I can't because of some outside force. There's this thing that's keeping me from doing it, and it's not fair. And he whined and he complained. Fast forward, we end up firing him. He goes somewhere else. He doesn't stay there long, goes somewhere else, doesn't stay there long, goes somewhere else, doesn't stay there long, goes somewhere else. When you complain on repeat and whine, and especially when you start to focus on external things that are keeping me from doing it, I just can't do it because this thing is happening to me. And some of you are going to get upset because I'm using that voice. I just don't care because I'm tired of people. Now, I'm not talking about people who are wrestling with mental health. I'm talking about people who are mean to other people who have done what they want to do and you're mean to them because you don't want because you didn't do it. So I used to try to sell financial products and I was terrible at it. 
And I often look back, I'm like, why was I so bad at that? And part of it was because I got in my own head of, oh, I tried to get that sale and I didn't. I bet I won't get this sale. Oh, I tried to get that sale and I didn't. I bet you I won't get this sale. That was part of it. Part of it was I wasn't passionate about it, right? But like when we started this business, now, yeah, I did have partners and so we split expenses, but I worked another job. I worked at a local mental hospital on the weekends. I'd get 40 hours in on the weekend so that I could be available for my practice during the week. Even when I had three clients, which was like the first week, but whatever. And so one of the, what I want to talk to you about today is, is how do you examine your mindset? I want you to take every thought that you have and I want you to pull it out uh, of your brain, if you will, and almost look at it as though it were a prisoner in your hands. And I want you to look at it. I want you to look at it for contraband. And I want you to look at it for falsehood. And I want you to look at it for lies. And then I want you to replace that falsehood and those lies with truth. Because that's how you get to the place where you then re you begin to build a habit of gratefulness. Stop vilifying people who disagree with you politically. Now, I want to be clear on this. There probably are villains or criminals in political places of office. I, I'm not going to deny that. There's probably shady things that happen so elections can be won. Uh, there are certainly corrupt politicians, like there are corrupt put in any profession. And if you want to call out corruption, that's one thing. But when your neighbor voted the opposite color that you voted and you use that as a method or as a means to vilify them, you need to change your life. You need to be better. You need to rise up and above that. Because the world won't change from politicians. It will change from you and I coming together and working together to make our, our society better. But that starts with your mindset. That starts with what am I thinking and what am I doing about it? One of the things that, that we've done is, is, is because we have tied our self-worth to what we do, we're at a place where we can't tell people that, hey, maybe you shouldn't do that. Because their mindset can't handle it. Because we have told our kids if it feels bad, it is bad, we have totally set them up to have a mindset of, woe is me. How do we embrace a world of change how we do it is through our mindset. And so one of the things that I want you to do is I want you to keep a thought catalog, especially coming up to the holidays. I'm, I mean, I'm told you last week, I'm telling you again this week, I'm getting emails all the time about, dear Joe, I don't want to go to my in-laws. Then don't. Well, my husband will get mad at me. Okay. So what? Well, I don't like him mad at me. Okay. Then change that mindset. Well, but my mother-in-law won't be around forever. Okay, then go to your mother-in-law's, but I don't want to. Right, but you can't, you're going to have to decide what you're going to do, and then you're going to have to make sure that you have the best possible mindset set up for that. Because that guy that I was talking about that, that you know, he, he was whining and complaining, it's always something outside of him for why he can't do something. I'm just going to tell you, my observation is he's lazy. He doesn't like hard work. And so what happens is, because he doesn't like hard work, his mindset buffers him from examining that. In fact, when it's suggested to him, 
he gets upset. I once had a guy who worked for me who wasn't good at his job at all, and he asked for a raise, and I said, oh, I don't know. Let me check the metrics. And I came back, and I said, it's just not going to happen right now. When you look at the metrics, you're not very good. That poor guy couldn't even talk to me. And literally, I'm, I'm telling you, that's what I said to him. I was like, here's the thing. Right now, you're not very good when you look at the metrics. But you could be good. Can we help you? Can we help you be better? No, no. And then when he left, he wanted to make sure that he did his exit interview, but he wouldn't do it the way that it was supposed to be done. With the leadership of the company, he had to do it with somebody else. Okay, that's fine, but that won't actually go. What's going to go into your file is that you refuse to do the exit interview. That, that's what goes into your file. But, it, but it's not like the fact that he wasn't good, it doesn't really matter to me. It's his mindset that matters. I'm telling you, I do interns. We've talked about this. I've seen interns in the past. I've seen a lot of interns in the past that weren't good. When the first time they're in the room and I'm observing, I'm like, oh my, oh my. The ones that get better almost always have a growth mindset. They almost always have a flexible mindset. So as you start to examine what's going on in your head, I want you to keep track of all the negative thoughts, even down to how you talk to yourself. Uh, there's a woman that lives in my town. Uh, she might actually live in the town over. I think she lives one town over. But still, like, you know, in the country, all the towns together, kind of our town. And uh, we're Facebook friends, so we're very close. Um, her husband is a fantastic uh, outdoorsman. Uh, they used to live on a farm, had some great cows. I think they're off of that now. But one of the things she talked about was, one of the benefits that her husband brought to her was that he would go after how she talked to herself. And so like if she dropped a feed bucket or if you've ever lived on a farm in a, in a cold climate, you're walking feed out and you drop it or, or you have to cut the ice out of the water trough, it sucks. There are parts of that that suck. And so she dropped the bucket and she would say to herself, oh, I'm such an idiot. And he, if I understand the story correctly, I'd love to get her on here for an interview. If I understand the story correctly, he would say to her, nope, you're not an idiot. You dropped a bucket. Would you please say to yourself, I dropped the bucket, pick it up and move on. And, and I might have that a little bit off, but that that's a pretty accurate gist of what she put up one day. Because I remember I'm like, wow, that is perfect. That guy could be a therapist. Because here's what happening. When, here's what's happening. When she says, oh, I'm such an idiot, she's coding her brain to believe she's an idiot. And why is that bad? Because you're calling yourself a name. Now, here's the thing. I am all for people owning what they're not good at. I'm not a good artist. I'm going to paint some pictures with my daughter here in the next coming weeks. And my suspicion is they won't be very good. But I'm going to do it because it gives me time to spend with her. But I'm not a good artist. That's not me calling me a name. That's just me being truthful. I'm not a very good salesperson. That's not me calling me a name. That's me just making a statement of fact. That's about something I do. I'm an idiot is me calling me a name. And it's wiring my brain in a certain way. I could never do that. That's wiring my brain in a certain way. One of my favorite phrases, win or learn, I never lose. It's actually part of a song, I think, that I heard when I... Uh, uh, on one of the soundtracks that I listen to when I work out at the gym. One of, one of the things that is just true, think about this, it's your mindset that separates how you interpret things. Why do some people, when they flunk a test, they're like, ah, 
so be it. I'll do better next time. And other people are just despondent. It's their mindset. And so when, when she drops the bucket, yeah, she did drop the bucket. That's a fact. When she calls herself an idiot, she's creating negative mindset in her brain. And I am not a speak it into existence kind of guy, except that I am a little bit. In that I really truly believe that what you speak to yourself, you will create. So if you're constantly calling yourself an idiot, if you're calling yourself a loser, if, if you're dropping in those words, a failure, I, I watch dads and husbands in the room. And often, whenever a wife brings up something that's going on at home that they would like to see changed, the face in the, on the dad or, and husband's face often says, man, I'm a failure. Here we go. She, she's calling me a failure again. I'm a screw-up. Or I see moms when, when dads are like, I feel like she does, and then fill in the blank. Oh, I'm a failure. No, there's a difference between I didn't do that well or even I failed at that. And I am a failure. And, and that's the mind shift that I want you to make. One of the ways that we're going to talk about how you do that in a couple weeks, we're going to talk about how you create a, cre- a gratitude journal, and that helps. But I really want you to start examining your thoughts for what's going on in my head. What am I thinking? How do I talk to myself? And then how do I interpret my dreams? This is a great time of year for me because I'm already dreaming about 2021. I'm already dreaming about like what's going to happen. So for instance, one of the things that we've been trying to take off was my speaking business. Uh, I had, I think I had eight separate gigs set up in January of this year that not one of them happened. Not one. Because COVID. So I can sit back and be like, oh, COVID. Right? And it is. It's te- COVID's terrible. I'm not diminishing that. But that 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 whiny, oh my goodness, COVID happened, so now my speaking business is dead, or I failed, I, boy, I screwed that up. I, I can sit back and do that. Uh, right now, I'm missing out on going to plays with my oldest daughter, who's a senior. So I might not get another chance at this. We, we have tickets to, to Broadway Grand Rapids, and, and going with her is one of my favorite things to do. She loves theater. I love theater. I love her. I hope she loves me. I'm, I'm missing out on that. Or I can find other ways to spend time with her. But I have to have a mindset that pushes me to action that is beneficial. Now, it doesn't mean that I deny COVID. It doesn't mean that I pretend it doesn't exist. It doesn't mean that I ignore it. But it does mean that I have to examine my mindset for how am I handling what is happening. What happens to me is outside of my control. How I respond is 100% in my control. And what scares me is is I'm starting to meet therapists on the regular who don't believe that or teach that to their clients. If you get a therapist that tells you how you respond isn't in your control, get a new therapist. Because if if you don't control how you respond, we're hopeless. And I refuse to have a hopeless mindset, my friends. I refuse. Because the minute that I allow myself to engage in a hopeless mindset, my brain wires itself to be hopeless more quickly next time. The minute I allow myself to look at somebody else who's successful and I allow myself to wallow in the jealousy, my brain wires itself to be more jealous next time. The minute I allow myself 
to 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 engage in a pity party, a self-pity party, my brain wires itself to engage in the self-pity party more quickly next time. So here's what I want you to do. I want you to take a catalog of, of, of what's going on in your life, how you feel about it, and what you want to do about it. That's it. That's all I want you to do this week. We'll talk about what to do next week. We'll talk about what to do with that list next week. So what's going on in your what's going on in your world? How do you feel about it? Are you letting that feeling dictate to you or are you dictating to that feeling? That's a little teaser for next week. All right. Thanks so much for listening. I know you can do anything with your time. I can't tell you how much I appreciate the people who let me know that they like my podcast. Even those of you who let me know that you don't like it. I appreciate that you listen, that you took the time to let me know that you didn't like it, what you didn't like. Uh, and, and I do. I appreciate the feedback. If you like this, please share it with your friends. Uh, that is the best form of advertising that, um, that we can have. I would ask you if you share it to actually share a little bit like so especially on social media if you share the link share a little blurb about it like what did you like about it or even if you didn't like it hey listen to this guy blah 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 you know whatever it's something that drives them in thanks so much for listening we'll catch you next time thanks for listening if you enjoyed today's show please share with a friend and hey give us that rating in your podcast store until next time change possible